All right, guys. Number four, Clemson took an L. It's time for GBU Monday. Why is that so important for the ACC? It may not be a good thing when it all boils down to it. Let's talk about it with Kenton Gibbs on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs from Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every Monday, we are so glad that you make us your first listen. But more than that, our friends at LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, we had a really good weekend of football here. A lot to go over in week 10, but more than that, a lot to discuss what grander things it means for our conference after Clemson took that L from Notre Dame, no less, and what the implications could potentially mean for the rest of us when we're talking about going bowling. Kenton, how are you feeling? Having a good weekend? How's that money looking? How's that money looking? Um, listen, you got to get that money back in blood. I'm not a lender. I do not always pay my debts. So, you know, if you can come beat me up for it, congratulations. You got it. Other, nah, I'm joking. I'll get you your bread. I'll get you your bread. It'll be sent over to you. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. It'll hit your cash app pretty soon here. Um, but wait, before that, for those who are new to the show or listening for the first time, wondering what the heck Candace and Kenton are even talking about. This season, as the ACC kicked off its football year, Candace predicted that Duke would win six or more football games. She was laughed off the stage. She was mocked. She was told, I'm absolutely crazy. And yet, here we are with Duke bowl eligible after beating the Atlantic team, Boston College. I don't know if that was one of your uglies, but Kenton and Drizzy Drake bet her $150 that she would be wrong and in fact she wasn't so candace is 300 richer we just want everyone to know i know as much as we're getting into the sports we're still trying to figure out how to like applaud ladies for knowing their stuff but when it comes to this football thing especially the acc i'm need to give the girl her props do y'all see the type of woman that this host is <laughs> referring to herself in third person as soon as she gets a little bit of taste of victory bring me my <laughs> money you know you know, and, and this here is why you can't let the, the folks in baby blue have nice things. Period. This right here. We're going to hang it over you your head never, forever. You can never let them have nice things, but it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. And I would go double or nothing whether or not my boys beat your boys the day after Thanksgiving, but I don't think you got that much faith in your boys, so we're going to let it rock. Now, with that. It's okay being, to just say, you, you, you can't even sit here and say, hey, you lost. Candace, congrats. You were right. I was, I, I was waiting for that. I have told you on multiple times when I filled in on Good, Bad, and Ugly Tuesdays, you were right about Duke. I've okay. said that multiple times. I don't know. But, we need to run the tape back. But let me say this one more time so yes, we hear this right Monday now. Friends, for our Monday friends. For our Monday friends. And, and for our Tuesday friends because our Tuesday friends think I hate Duke. I don't know what's going on with Locked On ACC fans. They think we hate everything. They think we hate everybody. <laughs> we just don't like nobody. We just Welcome. do this because we have to. And we trudge our way through it talking bad about these teams. But Duke outperformed 
all expectations. Coach Elko did a fantastic job. He did a job so well. If he does a job like this for the next two to three years, that'll be it for his time in Durham. I guarantee. I hope not. I am. I'm telling you. I guarantee it. Okay. I I stand by that. We said said that about Coach Halfley, which we're talking about here in a second. And uh, I don't think he's going to be a Chestnut Hill for a while. Yeah. People thought this was just a stopping, a launching pad. And you know what? And you know what? And you know what? This is why I'm glad (laughs) that I'm me. Being from the West Side of Detroit gives you a healthy skepticism of everything. And I knew from the jump, even after that pretty good first year, I'm like, Mm, let's put my brakes here. Let's, oh, let's slow down a little, but we'll we'll get back to that later. Thank you, and I must acknowledge Candace Cooper was right. Duke got their six games. They're going bowling. Which bowl they're going to get? Lord knows, but they're going bowling. Listen, I don't care if it's the Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. They got six wins, and I got richer. That's all that matters to me. They ain't, but- they ain't getting that Duke Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. They ain't getting that bowl. Haters gonna hate, dog. It's really unfortunate. We, but oh, well, we're actually about to talk about. We're actually about to talk about why they probably gonna end up in El Paso in just a few. We probably gonna <laughs> talk about it in just a few. Let's get into it. Good, bad, and ugly Monday. Each and every Monday, we talk about the good, bad, and the terrible things that happen during the week here in football. And of course, as much as we like to start it with the good, I don't know. Do we want to start with ugly again? Because it's it's getting a little dicey. It's getting a little let's, dicey let's here. Started with good. I've okay. I've got a very good, good good to start with. Okay, great. Well, you go first. I want to hear your good, Mister Him J Morris. His actual name is MJ, but we call him Him J here in Raleigh because he is him. The boy has bought out another three touchdown performance. <laughs> but not only, not only that. Not only the three touchdown performance, I think the biggest thing about his two performances is no takeaways. Now, I'm sorry, no giveaways. He did have a very interception-worthy play on one of his first deep shots against Virginia Tech last week, but that's that's last week. We ain't living in the past. I'm going forward. We talking the future, and MJ Morris is the future. He is a, a bright spot, not only for NC State, but for this conference at large, and I'm telling you right now, Regardless of what team you're a fan of, again, it is good for the conference when these teams are good. And I I called, uh, I talked to some of my friends after I saw how well MJ performed in this game because I said it, it, he did it once against the Virginia Tech defense. You know, if he can do it again against Wake Forest, now we could be on to something. And if he can continue this, especially against the Louisville defense that has gotten better and better as the years going on, uh, there, there needs to be some serious conversations about, again, the future of this conference. All the quarterbacks that we saw get hurt this year. We all thought, man, this is terrible. Our quarterback play is going to be rough. And all of a sudden, these freshmen, some freshmen who have been on campus for a year, some freshmen who have been on campus five months, some some of these guys um, who the, the Boston College freshmen as well. So, you know what? Let's not make it about MJ. All of these freshmen in the, the Atlantic, they are playing. I mean, yeah, in the Atlantic are playing their tails off. These freshman quarterbacks, they're the future. And I don't like giving quarterbacks props, but. But I must talk about the fact that the young man from Boston College, first ever Boston College quarterback since I believe it was Matt Ryan to throw for 304 touchdowns. Mr. Moorhead. Yes, Mr. Moorhead. Shout out to you. Shout out to the boys up there, even though you may have a different coach next year, but that's no story. <laughs> um, and MJ doing his thing. The, the conference is in good hands. We are losing a lot of talent. We're losing a ton of guys who, who have been – uh, staples in this conference for years. Sam Hartman been here for 12 years and a half. But 
the reality is these young guys playing well is showing me something good for the conference. Well, you know, the way speaking of the way forward NC State game, I feel like we always talk about the great players who have been there long enough, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, and you see it kind of decline. And while we have seen flashes and moments of Sam Hartman still being vintage Sam, there have definitely been some moments this season where I'm like, all right, you know, maybe called the game is starting to get away from you. Like, I don't think that you are the guy for us anymore. And I'm looking at the ACC as a whole, but I still love him. Don't get me wrong as a Wake Forest grad and all the things, but you see guys like MJ Morris come in and take over. And speaking of which, I really love when you love somebody because you get into your real preacher, Reverend Gibbs voice. And it's just, it's essential for the soul. Well, uh, again, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always good to see when there's some good going on that we can talk about. Yeah. And again, these, these freshmen are balling. These fresh Moorhead lost his game to Duke, but I'm going to tell you, it wasn't on him. He he couldn't stop more. That was not his job. He was not supposed to get out there and stop the run. Um, Boston got Halfley, you're a defensive guy. You're supposed to be the defensive guru. You know, maybe. You know what? <laughs> maybe get a stop. You know, maybe. You know, I don't care how many quarterbacks are, or I don't care how fast Leonard is. The fact that he looked faster than your entire defense is not good. A Duke quarterback outrunning your entire defense is not good. I don't care if it's Danny Dobbs. I don't care if it's Riley Leonard. I don't, I don't care if they put Mike Vick in that jersey. You're a defensive guy. You're supposed to have some folks uh, ready for that. But again, this is this is a, a again a very good moment for the conference to look up and say, hey, the the present is good. The present is very good. The past, the immediate past, very good. You're looking at Trevor Lawrence. You're looking at Deshaun Watson. You're looking at uh, Jameis Winston. You're looking at all of these really good quarterbacks to come through this conference and the present is good. Even with all the injuries, Jordan Travis is playing great and, and, and doing good things down there in Florida state. Uh, you got all the guys playing good right now. And, and then you look forward to the future. And I'm going to tell you that NC state UNC robbery is going to look real good. Two guys that can get the job done 24 seven for the next three to four years. It'll be a time to see. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small businesses. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you get the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, my good for the weekend has to be for the good old boys at in Tallahassee, Florida State Seminoles dominating their rivals, Miami, 45-3 victory, 200, over 200 yards in the day for Jordan Travis, even getting some Rodemaker love in there. Trey Benson going off for over 100 yards on the ground, and just it felt like from start to finish, it was all Florida State. However they could capitalize, they did so in big ways. And that is just how you say you're little bro. That's, that's the best way for them in that how they beat, you know, Miami, it's a great opportunity for them to stomp on that recruiting trail for just the confidence boost that this team is giving. Like they're they're on a nice roll, six and three right now, currently on the year, and they're almost towards the end of this mark. And I'm just sitting here saying, Seminoles, Mike Norvell, the things are starting to flow in the right way. The ACC is such a dichotomous, uh, such a dichotomous conference because we will not have a representative in the playoff. That's the reality. Not gonna happen. Not more more likely than not. Mm -hmm. However, if you look at 
the uh, if you look at the Atlantic, there are five teams. I'm sorry, sit one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams that are six and three or better. Like this, that is the type of stuff. That is the type of parity. That's what gets the job done. That's what 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 elevates your conference nationally. Because again, you're playing good ball across the board. It's not just uh, one team that is, you know, looking really good and everybody else is struggling and looking terrible. To have six teams bowl eligible at this point and Florida State, I got to give them their props. Another team that I was wrong about. I was wrong about Duke. I was wrong about Florida State. Both of those teams have shown up. They've shown out. They've done lots of good things. Florida State has continued to get better and better and better throughout the season. Um, despite the fact that their first game was a win over a LSU team that has now seemingly figured it out and they're they're a top 10, five team. By so, mathematics, Florida State beat Alabama. Like it's that's kind no, of that's not how that works. No, oh, okay. No, not I, how that works. I, I didn't know. I, I thought that's how mm-hmm. by deductive reasoning. No, okay. Okay. No, okay. Player. no okay. dog. No. But anyway, <laughs> this uh this Florida State team, again, they they need their prop. But the Atlantic as a whole needs some props. The Atlantic as a whole needs some respect. Now, that other side, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But this here, Atlantic. Yeah. When I tell you, yes, Clemson has clinched the, the conference title. But, I mean, if it wasn't for a few QB injuries, if it weren't for a few things going wrong here and there that were kind of out of folks' control, who knows how good this conference would look? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Syracuse went on to become the first – team i believe in ac history to win their first six and then lose their next three they lost their quarterback what are you gonna do you know what i mean like what do you it's not not an easy task to make up for uh how well he was playing there so this again florida state shout out to the boys they're doing their thing uh defensively they are they're getting better up the middle and and i'm gonna tell you this they whooped miami like they stole something that was a rivalry that was a we really don't like it y'all are not us and yeah. we are not y'all type of statement. Yeah, 100%. Another good game I did want to mention, Louisville beating James Madison. For all that was us feeling a little nervous, maybe even feeling like James Madison might have upset them, Louisville took care of business as much as we want Satterfield to be gone. Satterfield coming back. Hey, listen, I don't know. <laughs> the voice said Satterfield coming back. All I'm going to say is this. The fighting Satterfields have shown something. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. They've shown something. Because remember now, after that Boston College loss, everybody wrote them off. Everybody said they're done. They're dead in the water. All these tough teams coming up. They got the two teams that were in the conference championship last year coming up. They got a James Madison that's one of the best uh, non-Power 5 teams in the nation. They got a lot coming in their way. And they said, don't worry about it. Y'all don't know which way to go. We'll make it easy. Follow us undefeated ever since that Boston College loss. And I'm going to tell you, they are look, they're looking good. They're looking good. And how that relates to Boston College, because we're going to segue here into the bad, that's showing the, the fighting Satterfields. I don't feel the fighting Halflees. I don't feel like the guys are going hard for their coach or trying. I don't know. Like maybe it, next man up mentality is not there. Has he lost the locker room? I feel like there's just a lot of questions 
free my boy Zay. I feel like there's a lot of questions around how do you come back next season and have the vote of confidence. Maybe Moorhead's going to be your vote of confidence as to why like, we can put the season behind us. He's going to go on the transfer. Halfley's going to go on the transfer portal, find somebody to protect Moorhead, and then we're just going to move forward. But it's very interesting to see the dynamics of teams having really bad seasons and being able to turn it around and how Louisville is doing that and Boston College is absolutely not. I've told everybody, which I said again, which we saw with LSU, which we saw with Florida State, which we saw with uh, plenty of teams this year, the the season is at least 12 weeks for everybody. Everybody going to get 12 of them things. Yeah. So, you know, this this thought of well, whatever we see out of the first four or five, that's who this team is. No, that's who they've been up to this point. We saw out of multiple teams things that we just did not see all of, of last year or things that we did not expect. And things have kind of course corrected over time. So, you know, I, I think it's a little silly. You know what I mean? Notre Dame was the worst team in the world. Everything was on fire. Marcus Freeman needed to get fired. Well, even though they're not in the ACC, they got they dipping a toe in the ACC. They they kind of here. They kind of not. They test the water, whatever going on there. But the, the reality is it's a long season. It is. Everybody likes to pretend that you're blinking this over. That's not how it works. It works like that for the players. But for, for regular folk, it's at least – 13, 14 weeks. So, you know, um, and and I'm going to tell you this. My bad for this Mm -hmm. week. Please. My bad for this week. And I I, I hate to have to do this. Please cut the dramatics. I hate to have to, listen, I I hate to have to do this. I really do. I I, I take no pride. Okay. I I take no joy. It feels like it. Uh In doing this. The fighting Dino Babers. You know, we're going to do a whole show where everybody's just going to be the fighting or the giving up being <laughs> whatever oh, their coach's oh. name is. I, listen. He can't do nothing without a quarterback. Like, come on, I, bro. I understand he, that. Listen. I, trust me. I've seen it. I've seen what happens when you try to replace a quarterback. Right I'm away. a living witness. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. You can't not put up anything against that pit defense. Hold, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Collage, you can't see Sebastian. Like, those boys aren't terrible, though. They're not terrible, but they're not good enough to where – what? how many points did they put up? Six? Nine? Nine. Like it's not good enough. Not good enough. NC State did the exact same thing against them. And did I not also call NC State to the carpet and say nine points ain't good enough? That Nine ain't good enough. This is okay. – you're playing big boy football – and I said, when, when Dino said after that uh, game where they beat NC State, our goal was to get bowl eligible, and, and now we've done that, and, you know, we got to figure out more to do. And I'm like, Ooh, don't, don't, don't say that out loud. Don't say that loud. I don't think the sole goal was just to get bowl eligibility. Obviously, they want more, but you also have to understand the bar was in hell. He was fighting for his life. I feel like he about to be back fighting for it. That's another story for another time. Listen, Wait, you gonna you gonna get rid of Babers off of six wins? No, season? I wouldn't. I okay. would. I'm I'm not saying I would. Listen, ads. I'm not an ad. Ads don't listen to me. We can put I'm, it on our hats. We can throw. I'm, we can throw it out. You, know, oh, you never know. On, you never know who's listening to the show. If I'm you, putting on my ad, that. if I'm putting on my ad hat, Dino definitely did enough to save his job. That De- definitely. Okay. That, okay. When you really consider Syracuse football and all that they have been historically. A six-win season, even though you lost your quarterback, go through a little bit of a lull, all that stuff. You did enough. You did enough to keep your job big time. Um, but it, it's it's really is so hurtful because a lot of people don't actually watch the games. They don't understand the context. And this is this is although this bad is about Syracuse, it's also about the fact that like 
a lot of fans don't actually watch the game, pay attention to context, pay attention to what's happening, because it's not fair to look at Syracuse and say, oh, well, you lost three. Well, one was to Clemson. And then after that, you lose your starting quarterback. And then you, you, you know, you, you play, a, I believe they, they lost to Notre Dame as well. Am I mm-hmm. correct there? Mm-hmm. You lost to two teams that are, I mean, Notre Dame for what all, as much as they struggled early, they figured it out. They figured yeah. it out. So, you know, it's not fair. And it's the, the bad is not about like, oh, the Syracuse is terrible. The bad is more so about it's bad optics, but it's not really y'all fault. Like yeah. I feel for you. I want to put my arms around just, hey, Syracuse is going to be all right. But it's, yeah. It's just a bad moment. Well, any day that you only have 19 yards from Sean Tucker, you're not going to win the game. I don't care who, Del Rio, Del Frisco, yeah. Tech, whoever your quarterback is, if your main contender is not running the ball for you, it's going to be a long day. But I think more than that, it just speaks to Pitt showing that they've always been a halfway decent team and can put things together. And it was important for them. They played at home and all of that, you know, song and dance and it ended up going in their favor before we get into our ugly of the week 10 weekend we want to remind you guys that we like to get money around here as you can see i always like it when folks bring me my money bet online can do that for you too betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of basketball season which happens and goes down today Oh, I cannot believe we're already in basketball season, but here we are. Bet Online continues to be your source for all of the sports wagering information and live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest is the easiest way to check on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, shout out to the Astros, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. Shout out to Dusty Baker, man. Can we get one more time? One time for Dusty Baker. We don't ever get to talk about baseball much on the show, but shout out, shout out to Dusty. If there was no one else I wanted to win a World Series more. It was certainly Dusty Baker. Now, we are rocking and rolling, good, bad, and ugly. Monday, locked on ACC with Kenton Gibbs of locked on Wolfpack. And the ugly would be that Clemson was taken down by Notre Dame. 35 to 14. And it wasn't just how they were taken down. It was an ugly game. It was Notre Dame all the time. Clemson just couldn't figure it out. I think all last week we were talking about, hey, and maybe you weren't my co-host then, but we're talking about, listen, if DJ's not getting it done, how quickly do you put in Cade? It's still Cade is having to figure it out on the fly. It's emotionally, I got to be taxing. If you know somebody's on your back ready to take your spot, I'm like, is it going to be one series? Is it going to be one quarter, one half? What is, what is it going to take for you to be so displeased with how he's performing that you throw Kate in the mix and then you don't really, I mean, you don't help the boys' confidence, right? So there's that. Notre Dame, clearly a team that everyone wrote off, but has been good this whole time, just had to, you know, take a couple games figured out, and that's okay. I know people hate it and they want you to figure it out right then. But it took them a second, and now they're probably going to be a pretty good contending team as they go into the postseason, rest of the end of the season, going into the postseason. So that's where we start, and then we can get into what it means for the greater good. I agree, but my ugly is from that game. But it's it's the and by the way, for all of the the things I've been wrong about so far, everybody looked at me crazy when I said they don't believe in DJ for real. <laughs> everybody looked at me crazy. They said, oh. You just want Dabba believes in DJ, though. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Trevor Lawrence had times when he struggled. Did he ever get pulled? Did they ever pull Trevor? The only time Trevor didn't play was when he had COVID. He could not play. That's the only time Trevor didn't play. 
Trevor could throw as many picks as he wanted. He could be as off as he wanted. And, hey, Dabo said, you're going to figure it out big time. Don't worry. I trust you, baby. You're that, leash, that leash was a little a little longer for sure. 100%. I, I told everybody, oh, you just – you want State to be the best team. And you... Lo and behold, y'all still are going to be – most you're you're still going to be the Atlantic champs. Yeah, that's still a reality. The reality is also y'all don't believe in that quarterback. But now let's talk about what the ugly is from that game, fans. We need to talk again because I don't understand um, NC State fans, uh, Wake Forest fans, uh, the boys in baby blue, and your fans and all that good stuff. Can you call them their real name, please? UNC. Sure. Thank you so much. Your fans. I don't understand why y'all are so geeked up about Clemson losing. Do y'all not know the rules of sports? If your team gets beat by a team, especially in college sports, you hope for that team to win out. Because if that team wins out, it looks better on you. People say, oh, you lost, but you lost to the eventual playoff team. You know, you lost to the eventual national champion. You lost to, you know. Why would you be hoping not only is them losing and not getting to playoff bad because for them not getting to playoff or for the ACC because, oh, no, they're not going to playoff. Here's what's going to happen as a result of that. What was supposed to happen or what was going to happen if they won out, it was going to be they're in the playoff. Boom. Because they're in the playoff, the New Year's Six Bowl that has a slot for the ACC, the next team steps up into that slot. So that would have been – uh, uh, North Carolina. That would have been an NC State. That would have been a Wake Forest. That would have been a whoever out of that group of, of teams with six, seven wins right now just keeps it going. That would have been that team. Because you messed around, or because Clemson messed around and lost, they're now bumped down to that New Year's Bowl, which means instead of Duke potentially getting the Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, they're going to El Paso, Okay. <laughs> That's what's going on. They're going to Eastern Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana. They're going to Street. Ooh, they're going to Shreveport. <laughs> they're going Lord. to Shreveport. <laughs> the RML Carriers Bowl or something. That's that's where you go. The right. reality is, again, fans, please. I need y'all. I I know all of y'all don't understand all the ramifications, and sometimes it just feels good to see a team you don't like lose. But but, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. There are times when you need a team that you don't like to win. I've been there. Trust me, I've been there plenty of times. I have looked at, I am a Lions fan. Rooting for other teams to win based upon giving us a better draft pick is a yearly exercise for me, baby. That's that's part of the game. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you all, if your team has been beat by a team, when that team then goes on to lose, the best that you should be saying is, oh, well, I mean, on the plus side, they lost, but on the binder side, hurts our bowl a little bit. Because yeah. y'all were celebrating like this was like y'all were dancing in the streets as if, if your team had just won the night. Stop it. They just know their game. This is like this is our ugly cousin who like you know is winning the pageant. We don't want that. We really and, don't want that. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, Notre Dame is is again. I I understand the financials. I understand that NBC is is you know they. They cutting the check check. That check got a little extra check on it. You know what I mean? If you know what I'm saying. But um, they, you know, these ACC teams rolling over for, for Notre Dame, like like they trying to show on the red carpet. We need better. We need better performances against Notre Dame. I mean, for Christ's sake, this is, 
getting a little embarrassing. But, yeah, my ugly is definitely that game because it hurts the conference. It hurts Clemson. It hurts State. It hurts UNC. It hurts Wake Forest. It hurts Louisville. Any team that is bowl eligible in the ACC just got demoted a notch in terms of bowls, except for the teams that are only going to win six games anyway and going to get the middle of nowheresville bowl anyway. Uh, that's that it, it hurts everybody. A thousand percent. Well, as we as you mentioned, losses sometimes can be good for teams and all the things. And that really is points to people trying to make NCAA tournaments and enter men's and women's basketball, which starts tonight is an exciting time for the ACC. We know we have the number one North Carolina team heading into the season as they are number seven. Duke is heading into the year. They are ready to go under Coach Shire year two and Hubert Davis at Carolina. And then you have those guys. And then you look at the women's side of it, NC State, the defending ACC champions, and really great women's side of basketball. You've got Virginia Tech with some good girls, North Carolina, NC State, Notre Dame. Like, it just rolls down the list. Louisville, of course. There's so many good things happening for basketball from our conference's sake that we're excited about. If we could give early, way too early predictions. What's one take that you would say, all right, everyone's sleeping on, don't sleep on the boys, and then for one side for the women? All right, so on the men's side, um, whew, I, I, it hurts me to do this. It hurts me to do this. But <laughs> I, think that, uh, I think that North Carolina is going to be as good as advertised this year. I, I think that that is a team from top to bottom, from top to bottom, from top to bottom, it's there. It's, it's there. They've got experience. They've got talent. They've got depth. They, I mean, you name it, they've got it. Um, this, this is a situation that, hey, they're, they're, they are who they are, and they're going to be who everybody expects them to be. On the women's side, anybody, for those of you who are older listeners who remember Tennessee winning a national championship, they didn't win one with Peyton Manning, did they? No, they won it with T. Martin. Ladies and gentlemen, this women's basketball team at NC State is going to be a lot the same way. I think that they're going to be just as good, if not better, than they were these previous years. And after losing those four prolific seniors that people looked at and said, they changed the temperature of that program and they changed the temperature of the ACC altogether with their dominance and what they put together. I don't think Wes Moore is done yet. Getting a transfer like Sanaya Rivers, getting uh, the, the, the players that have come in as far as the transfer portal, and Mimi Collins getting Jada Boyd back. Um, the ACC is is in a little bit more hot water than they think in terms of, of Raleigh and their small gym. Shout out to Coach Banghart. <laughs> Lovely. I will give my basketball predictions tomorrow as we recap night one of men's and women's basketball. And we'll talk about Good, Bad, and Ugly Tuesday for the Coastal team. So we'll have plenty of discussion there as basketball is in the thick of it, like we mentioned, but we want to make sure that we have these hot takes. I love getting it from Kenton Gibbs. It's always a pleasure. Can you please remind these folks where they can find you, follow your work? Absolutely. You can find me at wherever you're listening to or watching this uh, at Locked On Wolfpack. You can also find me at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. And you can find me at TGIF underscore Ken. Just please be aware you are not getting Ken to the sports journalist or, or uh, analyst. You're getting Ken the man there. Guys, come back tomorrow. Good, bad, and ugly Tuesdays. This week will be fun and packed with both football and basketball coverage. And Locked on ACC, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on ACC. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, do all of the things. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.